0: Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Elle Katopoulos. She's the administrator and CFO at Pilgrim Medical Center. Elle, welcome to the show.
0: Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Oh, excited to have you. So, El, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself
0: um well i am uh, my name is Epitopolis. i grew up in um state of new jersey um i you know there's so much that you can start with but you know i feel like the most important part about it is that you know i, I grew up in a family that was devoted to women's health care um, my father was an OBGYN, or i should say still is Um, And, you know, we grew up, my brother and I, in a home where women's rights was a a big deal. Um, You know, we had a father who we watched go to uh, work every day, who started an abortion clinic, um, you know, in the early 80s. Um, We watched him go to work in a bulletproof vest. Um, You know, we watched stories unfold on the news even back then about, you know, doctors getting shot Um, and, you know, it was a crazy time, but, you know, at the same time, even through all of that, we still made our way to Washington DC to, you know, uh, to march in, in pro-choice marches when we were little and, you know, got to sit on his shoulders and, you know, and, and, and see what it really meant to work in women's rights at a very young age. Um, so, you know, it's been my whole life around me, you know, I, I have to say, I I believe that my father wanted me to go down that path of becoming an MD myself, um, but you're either good with blood or you're not good with blood. Um, so, so it just very quickly determined that that was not gonna be a path for me. Um, and I went down the numbers path, which you know were less queasy in my stomach. Um, So I went down the line of, you know, finance and numbers and, you know, I spent a lot of time in in investment banking and and, and doing um, things like that. And and now, um, you know, for the past, I'd like to say seven years or so, I've been I've been here at Pilgrim Medical Center. And I guess it's all come kind of full circle. Um, We did find a way for me to kind of make it into the world of women's rights. I think that's fascinating. And, you know, I imagine having that
1: deep rooted, you know, connection to women's rights and women's healthcare really has brought you, you know, in almost come full circle to where you are now. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing that background. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey, bringing you to to Pilgrim uh, Medical Center?
0: Um, Well, you know, at the time um, before I was here, I was like I said, I was, you know, working in in finance and uh, there was this this facility that's been around since uh, 1989, actually, um, who was run by a physician who was a dear friend of my father's who um, passed away. Um, and I got a call, uh, you know, by my family, you know, when I was in Manhattan doing my finance thing saying, you know, so-and-so doctor has passed away. And, you know, if, if we don't kind of step in here and, and take care of this facility, um, you know, women are going to suffer. Um, it is a facility that, um, sees a lot of patients. It sees a lot of Medicaid patients. We see a lot of low-income, um, patients and, uh, we can't just let it close down. And, you know, my, Initial thoughts were I do PL statements and balance sheets. Like, I don't really know anything about running an abortion clinic. And, um, you know, my brother, who is an attorney who took the path of helping my father run his business um, and, and the legalities of it, um, kind of pushed me along and said, you know what, I'm here for you. You can do this. You know, it'll be something that our family will be proud to do. And um, and I stepped up and, you know, I ended up leaving Manhattan. I came out to New Jersey and um, I they brought me over here. We are in Montclair um, and they brought me to the lovely town of Montclair, which I had never been to before. And, you know, I was walking through and seeing how beautiful the town was. And then I stepped into this facility and I was like, oh, my goodness. okay, we have some work to do. (laughs) Um, And it was a facility that, you know, was kind of like a diamond in the rough, like needed some love, you know, and I was terrified there, you know, I was faced with a staff of 20, who had no idea who I was, definitely wasn't a doctor, um, you know, and I think that it was I think everybody all around was a little nervous as to what our next steps were going to be. Yeah. So where did you start? Um, Well, uh, (laughs) well, we first, you know, it's tough when you have, you know, so many people coming up to you at the same time being like, this is what I used to do. And, and, and this is, you know, my problem here. And, you know, and it's difficult to gain faith, right? Um, so the first thing we kind of did was I had to like sit with all the employees and kind of get to know everybody and their roles. Um, you know, I had to kind of sit and watch how they work and, you know, what they do. Um, and from there, you know, you could kind of figure out where the bad seeds were, where the good seeds were, people who had just been here too long and, you know, just needed to either go and work another facility or, you know, kind of change a little bit. So we did that. We did some changes, Um, you know, people who had been there for a long time. I kind of saw who my shining stars were and I, you know, told them that they could trust me. And if they had some faith, you know, I would definitely wouldn't let them down. So I issued um, a line of lieutenants, I like to call them, um, that really kind of educated me, um, on the day-to-day process of how everything works. Um, you know, I was not afraid to show my vulnerability, um, in terms of not knowing, you know, what it was that they do. I mean, you know, so from there, I noticed that there was not one single computer in the place. We put a bunch of computers in the place. Everything was done on paper. So the first thing we did was kind of like organize stuff. Um, you know, from there we, um, I started looking into, uh, programs for grants, um, which was a crucial thing for us. Um, and you know, believe it or not, there are so many out there that are in support of, of women's rights. We ended up um, working with a wonderful uh, company called um, RAD, which was the research for abortion delivery. Um, we spoke to them, and um, they loved our story and, and who we were. And you know, we applied, and because of them, they gave us the money that we needed to completely renovate the place. Um, you know, I would say that it definitely needed a woman's touch. Um, although you know, our doctor here was an excellent doctor. I'd give him a C minus in terms of, you know, the overall aesthetic of the place, because, you know, it, it mattered. And, you know, when you walk into a place where, you know, is arguably the hardest day of your life, you know, you need there to be that sense of, okay, I'm like safe. I'm in the right, I'm in the right place. Um, and, you know, not knowing that until you get into the OR is is kind of difficult, you know? Um, so we renovated the entire place um, into this beautiful center um, and it was, Immediate the the change in like even the patient mentality, their patients, the, patient, the level of patients that they had, um, the staff immediately you could tell were kind of like happier. Um, and now that we had the look, you know, um, I started, uh, you know, we had gotten a call from a, uh, a detective who had a case for us where they needed to do um, an abortion to get DNA evidence for a case. <clears throat> and it was um, it pulls at the strings a little bit, you know? And I was like, wow, this is exactly what we need to be doing. So I immediately got in touch with the uh, the prosecutor's office um, who was here in our county and in the neighboring counties, um, introduced myself, um, told them that we are available for their cases. So we developed a fantastic relationship with all of the local prosecutor's offices who now bring us all of their cases, um, you know, when they need DNA evidence, um, which we are so happy to work with them and their special victim units detectives. Um, all of who are women, by the way, which is amazing, you know, because they come and, you know, watching them talk to the patients is is fantastic. Um, you know, it's um, it's it just makes things a little bit easier on the patient. Um, from there, I started uh, contacting um other organizations that support victims of domestic violence, um, victims of sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, to let them know the type of work that we're doing here. Um, So we also work with them now. And, you know, they bring us, um, you know, their patients. And, you know, this work is is so difficult because of the kinds of stories that you hear every day. Um, And, you know, what's happening now, just in our country, you know, it just makes things even more difficult because, you know, you already have these, these patients that are, you know, suffering from all of these crazy circumstances, you know, but now you have patients that are traveling with low means of, you know, income to be able to get here for our services. So you're adding, you know, that into the mix and then you say, okay, now these patients are calling us and they don't have money. So now we need funding for you know patients, and we were so fortunate we ended up partnering up with the New Jersey Abortion Access Fund, um, and they have been giving us money for patients that can't afford their abortions. Um, from there, we started reaching out to all of the you know, local um, hotels, being like, "Listen, we have patients that are coming from out of state. Sometimes, you know, they need to stay overnight. You know, will you help us?" Um, Some hotels were amazing and said, as long as they're coming from you, pro bono, don't worry about it. Others were offering discounts. um, And the New Jersey Abortion Access Fund is now paying for travel expenses as well as their abortion. So the level of support that we have been able to gather in, I would like to say the few short years that I've been here, um, has been amazing. And it, it makes it easier to sleep at night, knowing that you have all this support, um, you know, and, um, and I think that the staff is super proud also of, you know, what's happening. I think that they also see the changes, um, but even with all of these changes, you know, it's still a very difficult time, you know, now for us and for our country and like everything that's, that's happening. And I, you know, I think you said something that I just want to kind of double click on and go
1: back to talking about it being, you know, arguably one of the hardest days of a woman's life, you know, making, making a tough decision, but knowing that, you know, there is, a, you know, the CFO like you, who is so caring and willing to go above and beyond, like you said, to forge those relationships, to surround yourself with brilliant people who also are able to, you know, put, put these women above, above all else. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So talk to me a little bit more, you know, it sounds like you did a lot of outreach, really surround yourself with a lot of people. Is there anything? Any common misconceptions that you maybe not necessarily about, like, kind of taking over a practice? Is there anything that you kind of heard or hear often about
0: common misconceptions? Um, I can tell you my challenges, you know, um, my challenges again were it's very difficult to come in and take over a practice when you don't know the ins and outs of that practice, especially if it's, you know, in an industry that you're completely unfamiliar with. Um, I can say that, um, you know, coming in there and Planting a foot down and saying, well, I'm, I'm your new administrator. So what I say goes has never worked and nor have I experienced it to say that I've ever done it to know that it doesn't work. I just know from the heart, it does not work. Um, you know, I will say that your staff is the most important thing. Um, you know, if they don't believe in you, they won't do the work. Um, and, you know, people used to always say, you know, well, what about your patients and, you know, talking to your patients and, you know, I, I don't really see the patients, right? I mean, the patients are not my responsibility. You know, they are the responsibility of my staff. And unless that staff is proud of the work they do and happy in the environment that they're in, they won't be able to provide that care that these patients need. So your staff is everything. And now, you know, you talk about, so what do you provide your staff with? You know, what can you do for your staff to make them want to stay, to show up, you know, that day? You know, I used to always have this saying, which was, you know, work is hard, right? It's hard. If it wasn't hard, it'd be called a hobby. Right. So, you know, it is hard and you need to be able to do that work and 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 get through it with a smile on your face, because if these patients are coming in here on the arguably the most difficult day of their life, they need to see that smile. They need to see that hand handholding um, and you need to be there for them. So, you know, we implemented lots of things. Like I said, you know, I put lieutenants um, in lined them up, said, this is what you guys are doing. And I let them make decisions. And I let them fall. And I let them make mistakes. And, you know, because otherwise, if you're micromanaging, you know, you're, it's just going to be more work for you. Um, So we learn together, and we continue to learn together. Um, You know, there have been, and now, you know, from the, that's the administrator part of it, right? And now the CFO role of it, is that you also have to look at your bottom line, right? So you have all of this time, and what are you gonna do with that time besides crunch numbers and then worry about what your staff needs? And, you know, there were certain things that we were able to do. You know, I um, one of the first things that we kind of did was I, put, I got gas cards for my employees. So, you know, all the employees got their own gas card and they loved it, you know, they're fueling up, they're going to work, they love their gas card. Um, Along the way, we also were very, very proud to put in um, free daycare for the mommies that have been here for over five years. Um, you know, I have a very young staff and, um, you know, they have children that are young children. Um, and, you know, I, I, we have daycare that is here in Montclair. So they are in the facility and their children are literally down the block. Um, and I think that that in itself also, makes the employees want to stay. Well, this is coming up for me if I stay for, you know, five years or more. Um, And they are absolutely taking care of it. And I think that their moms are really happy that I did that because, you know, they were the babysitting their moms, the grandmas, like all those people. (laughs) So I think that they're happy as well, you know, that they kind of, um, you know, get some time to themselves. Um, One of the biggest things that I, what I did was um, I instituted a PEO program um, through our payroll which was awesome because a lot of times when we were doing regular payroll, a lot of the employees would come up to me. They would say, hey, can I change um, my deductions? Can I change my allowances? And this was me then logging into a computer and making these changes. This PEO program allowed everybody to um, put a portal together. Now everyone's on their phones and they're making their own changes, which freed up a lot of my time. These PEO programs also offer health benefits. So for a company like mine, which is under 50 employees, before when we were working with individual you know, healthcare and brokers, it was dependent on your age. If you were older, you were paying more. If you were younger, you were paying less in your premiums. Being part of a PEO program, now everyone is paying the same amount, right? So now your employees that are older are thanking you because you're putting a couple extra hundred dollars in their pocket a month these peo programs also offer their own benefits so they have cell phone deductions so you can like go on there and get a discount for your cell phone every month and that doesn't cost me anything so our bottom line does not change um they have discounts on travel they have discounts on you know so many things where all of these things are really playing into things that the employees can take advantage of which does not affect our bottom line and makes the employees a lot happier Um, so that's really kind of you know what I've been able to do for the employees that's freed up my time, you know, because now again, you know, you put the CFO here because the CFO hat comes off, right? Now here's back to the administrator hat, and you're like, okay, so now what? How are we going to get Pilgrim Medical Center out there so that people know and patients know that we are where you need to be? We are a safe place. Um, this is the type of care we offer. We offer anesthesia. A lot of places don't. We can go up to the state limit. A lot of places don't. There are things out there called crisis pregnancy centers where you can make a call and they will book you an appointment and you will get there and they will show you disgusting pictures to try to change your mind. There are places that say they do offer anesthesia. They get there, say, oh, our anesthesiologist isn't here. So, you know, just, it'll be fine. Just, you know, get up on that table. You'll be good. You are not. You're not. We don't do that. And we need to be able to get out there and educate um, and let people know that we're here for them. Um, It is a really difficult time. And, you know, you're also at a point where everybody has opinions on abortion now. Right. So, you know, what where you could have before depended on your reviews, your Google reviews. Yeah. But those pro lifers are getting on the Google reviews and they're saying things about your facility that are untrue. So, you know, and then you have other patients that you're like, you know what? I saw this on your review and I'm scared to go, but they're lies. So, what do we do to circumvent it? How do we do it? You get the lieutenants together. You're like, how are we going to do this? Right. So, what's next? Let's get on TikTok. Let's get on TikTok. Let's show them who we are. So we started a TikTok account. And, you know, yes, we are showing appointments, what to expect from a pill appointment. We are, um, you know, discrediting um, others who are saying that abortion will cause depression or will make you infertile and all the other things that they're hearing. So, you know, we're discrediting that. We have doctors and anesthesiologists that we're showing you, you know, who they are and what they do. we get silly from time to time just because, you know, I mean, we know we have a young young followers that, you know, like to see what we're up to. So we let them see who we really are. Um, And we are a facility who is very, very proud of the work that we do. And, you know, me as their as as their administrator, I'm honored to support them in the work that they do.
1: That's so amazing. And I hear the passion not only behind your voice, but also the work that you're doing. And I think, you know, just an observation that I had when you're talking about all of this coming from the business background that you do, I can see how you've been able to make these changes. Because, you know, again, like you said, nothing against the, you know, the previous practice owner, um, but, you know, was focused on you know, seeing patients and, and, and the, the medical aspect, it sounds like you're really able to say, I'm going to let the medical professionals, you know, handle that. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that my staff feels supported, the community feels supported, that there's awareness, that there's education, and then that there's resources to be able to support, you know, the, the practice.
0: It's so much more than just a surgery. It really is so much more, and um, and it needs to be known that we appreciate that that part of it. It's uh, probably the most important part, right? It's not just about your surgery; it's the before, and it's most certainly the after. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Elle, I think this has been a really you know impactful conversation. I appreciate you taking the time you know to talk to me today. Before we head out, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with a final thought? Whether it be you know ab- about the industry, about you know the-, the practice, Pilgrim Medical Center, anything
0: you want to leave our leave our listeners with? I would say don't believe everything that you hear. You know, um, if you have questions, you should certainly be calling and letting us answer questions for you. Um, you know, don't get all of your information from the internet um, or from other you know social media aspects. Um, talk to your doctors. Um, you know, and and we have counselors here as well. You know, we can talk to you here. Um, do a little research about a place before you go. Um, and again you know it's very important for us to be able to show our presence now more than ever um, because we do want patients to know that we're here and we're here to help and uh, and we're not we're not going anywhere so i love that i love that and where can people go to learn more um, well you can follow us anywhere on our social media um, we uh, at we are pilgrim um, you can go to uh, pilgrimmed.com or you can even just call us here we're at uh, 973-746-1500 I love that. Well, Elle, thank you so much again. I think this was a terrific conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I was so happy to be here. Absolutely. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.